episode 009. In this episode, we look at abuse in relationships, signs and indicators of abusive relationships, healthy and abusive relationship cycles, and we end with the fact that abuse in relationships is a choice. Intro. Hey people, this is your host Daniel Duro and if this is your first time here, I'm saying welcome to the BDSML community. This is the perfect community for the broken, dating, single, married and (laughs) those that are lost in their relationships. Here we believe everyone deserves to be happy, so every episode is specially created to help improve your relationships and love life. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. I have fantastic news to share with you people. So, BDSML Community Podcast hit 1K listens during the week. Now, let me break down to those that don't understand. So, people have listened a thousand times to our podcast episodes. And in just two months, two months, my people, 60 days, very short time. And I've had that amount of progress, which is really, really amazing because it's not easy to it's not easy to take people from their comfort zones. It may be WhatsApp, it may be Instagram, it may be Twitter, maybe wherever people come from and bring them all the way to this place to listen to me talk to you, to listen to me teach and educate and rant, whatever I do here. So I'm saying thank you to you people because this milestone is because of you always coming here to listen to me so thank you thank you thank you thank you i love you i love you so much and that's not even all instagram has been bubbling so on instagram we have short stories we have monologue series we have um quotes and we have short lessons amazing contents that help to cement all the things you have learned here and we've been having a lot of engagement there like people have been commenting liking contributing sharing uh, discussing like we've had a lot of engagement on those on that platform and i'm saying thank you to all of those who have been going there to to drop one or two things to say one or two things there thank you all glory to god and i really really appreciate your effort and your support on this channel and i promise i promise you guys that i'll, I'll keep um delivering exciting and educative content to help you with your relationships so this 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 year we have been experiencing a lot of change yeah? we have been we have experienced change in how we live our lives due to covid 19 we have seen the world come together to fight against this terrible virus yeah we have also seen the world come together to fight against racism i've seen the world call to come together to fight against rape experience in nigeria yeah and i'm really 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 amazed and and really proud about how the citizens of the united states of america have been handling this racism issue how they have all come out and they have decided not to back down and fight racism currently and i really really wish here in nigeria we could all come out like that very not scared bold and determined to end this problem come out on the streets protest and protest and protest till at least we are able to see some amount of change yeah i wish that could happen here in nigeria because in the last two weeks we have witnessed the rape and death of people like owa jennifer bello barakat and azizam and the whole rape thing here in Nigeria is actually very appalling and very disgusting and annoying. Why? Like you would be expecting that with all the amount of noise on social media, these rapists will get scared and, and go back into their shells. But it's more like it's multiplying. It's more like it's happening more frequently and more often. And it is really, really sad. Why would somebody go out and do that to another person? Rape should not be condoned. Rape, there's no excuse for rape. 
I really wish something serious could be done about it. Like strict laws could be set in place to tackle and treat those that to treat those that are raping people. I really wish the government to stand up quickly and do something about that. And aside the government, we ourselves we have our own roles to play. Yeah. And I believe sensitization, reform and awareness will go a long way to changing this rape situation. So my current generation and previous generations were already old. Uh, yeah, one or two words can go far. But then we could target all of our energies to training the younger generation, people coming up to do the right things, to, to teach our boys not to rape the girls, to teach our girls that it's not their fault if they're raped, to teach their girls how to protect themselves. Like a lot of education needs to go in into reforming and restructuring the minds of young people. And being able to say that I, I'm going to be putting out a lot of energy to to doing my own part in this particular journey and mission. So we'll be spending, we might be spending the next two months talking about abuse. Yeah, and I'll be focusing on special type of abuses. That's abuse in relationships. Since what we do here is to talk about relationships. So we'll be focusing on abuse in relationship. And from all the research I've been making, I found that, that the most common ones are usually sexual and physical abuse. Yeah, that's when people get to know when people are raped, when people are forced to forced into sexual activities, or um, the boyfriend or the girlfriend slaps, hits, beats the other partner, or even ends up killing the other partner. Yes, those are the kind of abuses we are used to. But then there are other forms of abuses that happen in relationships that we might not be aware of. So I'll be spending the close to two months talking on this particular issue we'll be starting today's class right about now so this this series is going to be quite long it's going to be the longest series i've had or i'm currently having yes other ones can maybe longer than that i don't know about the future but right now abusing relationship series will be our longest series and i will need you to pay attention and stay with me during all of these things because you might not know research says that many people in relationships do not even know that they are being abused so we're going to be educating ourselves and by the end of this journey, I hope you're going to be able to realize if you're in an abusive relationship and how to handle it. So we'll be starting our class right about now. Stay tuned. So let's start with the basics. What is an abuse? An abuse is any action that intentionally harms or injures another person. <laughs> you guys should note intentionally. You cannot tell me that you're abusing another person and you did not know. Please, no devil here. We're not going to blame anything on the devil because the devil is innocent. You knew what you were doing and you were abusing the other person. A rapist knows what he or she is doing. Mm -hmm. So when a person intentionally harms another person, then that is an abuser. Okay. And if you look at it more, more critically from all the things I've been reading, abuse means control. So when one person wants to intentionally have control over all the dynamics in that relationship or the dynamics of another person's life, then that person is abusing the other person. Yeah. So abuse can happen to anybody, to anyone. It does not it does not discriminate. It's just like coronavirus. Coronavirus does not discriminate. Abuse is also that way. So you cannot say because you're rich, you cannot be abused. You cannot say because you're too smart, you cannot be abused. You cannot say because you're too fine, you cannot be abused. Anybody can be in an abusive relationship or can be abused. It can happen to people in heterosexual relationships as normal man and woman relationship. Yeah, boy, girl, man, woman. It can happen in that kind of relationship. It can also happen between people in same-sex relationships. So guy and guy, girl and girl. Abuse happens there too. And usually, from, from the things I've studied, it's usually even more worse because these people cannot speak out. 
based on how society views their relationship. So abuse can happen in such relationships also. It can it can happen within all age ranges. There's no age limit to abuse. You cannot say because you're 50 years old, you cannot be abused. You cannot say because you're 30, cannot be abused. Anybody, any age can be abused. Can happen to anybody with ethnic background, economic level, rich, poor, like I said before, rich, poor, high, mighty, low. It can happen to anybody. And most times people will say that women are more victimized. And that is true. Women are actually more victimized because men are the ones that usually tend to have tend to want to have more control usually but we must also know that men also experience abuse and it is especially um, in the aspect of verbal and emotional abuse so you see women who are abusive to the men they get to insult them they get to manipulate them emotionally and and all of that so men too can be abused do not ex- exempt men from the whole thing men there are men out there who are also being abused and and generally abuse is just wrong abuse is very wrong and it is never the victim's fault. You guys should notice this particular point. There's no abuse that is the victim's fault. So all of those um, uh, um, rape apologists out there, people who get to say that, oh, what was the girl wearing? What what, what was she putting on? Why was she in the... No, please, you guys should stop it. I don't know. If you have such people out as friends, please share this episode to that person. Let the person hear what I'm about to say. It is never the victim's fault. Yes, it is never the victim's fault. So do not blame the victim whenever the person goes through um, an abusive relationship. So let's let, let's look at signs that you might actually be in an abusive relationship or you might actually have been abused. Yeah. So let's let's start with you yourself. What goes through your inner thought? What what, what are you feeling? So I would read out a few things, and if you can. Uh, relate with what I'm about to read out then maybe just maybe you are in an abusive relationship or you have been abused the first one is if you feel you have to walk on eggshells in that relationship if you feel that way if you feel that you have to be very careful you have to be this way that way then you might actually be in an abusive relationship point number two is if you feel you have to um watch what you say to avoid a blow up so let's say you have your dating somebody that has a very bad temper and you always have to watch what you say so this person does not blow up in your face or get really angry that might be signs of being in an abusive relationship number three is does your partner belittle you and control you so if your partner always tries to put you down always tries to control you then you have to watch out because you might be in an abusive relationship number four would be do you feel afraid of your partner much of the time so if you're always afraid of your partner then something is wrong there you're not supposed to be afraid of your partner you guys are supposed to be partners you guys are supposed to work together so if you're if you're being scared of this person that is a sign you need to watch it number five will be do you feel you can't do anything right for your partner if you feel if you always feel like you're not enough if you're always feeling like you need to do more then you should watch out. If you feel less than yourself, if your self-esteem in that relationship is low all the time, then something is wrong. And the final point is, do you feel emotionally numb or helpless most times? So if you feel all of these things, if these are the things that go through your mind or cross your mind at one point or the other one, then maybe, just maybe, you are in an abusive relationship. But but then you cannot fully judge based on these things that you feel or the things that go through your head. So let's look at the flip side. Let's look at your partner's side. From looking at these particular aspects, we can now say we can now bring the whole picture together and know whether you're in, you are in an abusive relationship or not. So let's look at your partner. We've looked at you, the things you feel. Let's look at your partner. So the first point we'll be looking at will be your partner's belittling behavior. 
let's look at those ones so on that on that, that we would we'll see would ask questions like does your partner humiliate or yell at you so if your partner humiliates who <laughs> humiliates or yell at you in public places or constantly at home wherever if your partner screams and shouts at you anyhow then you might be in an abusive relationship another question you will need to ask is does your partner criticize you or put you down is this person always coming at you any small thing you do puts everything down then you should watch out number three question you will need to ask based on your partner now would be um does your partner treat you so badly that you are um, embarrassed for family and friends to see like is is it so bad that when your partner when you and your partner maybe have issues he treats you so badly that you would not want any other person especially family and friends you, to see for example if you watch nigerian movies very well if you even i don't know if you have experienced it before you would some people would maybe after they have received physical abuse their eyes are black they would not want their family and friends to see they'll put up put on a lot of makeup this is just like an example of this particular line so does that person treat you so badly that you do not want any other person to see it another question you would want to ask is does your partner ignore or put down your opinions or, or accomplishments so if you have a partner that is always putting down um your accomplishment let's say you have a promotion he does not acknowledge it you you do well let's say at school at work wherever if you have little two accomplishments and your partner does not acknowledge or, or he puts down your efforts then that's these are signs that you might be in an um, abusive relationship and um, another question you'd want to ask yourself is does your partner blame you for his or or her abusive behaviors so if you if you find your partner blaming you for the things he did hey, 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 these are signs of my brother and sister you need to watch out because it is it is just tending towards one thing an abuser it might not have happened yet it might even be happening on the low but these are just signs you just need to know that oh something is really happening here last point on that your partner's belittling behavior will be does your partner see you as a property or a sex object rather than as a person so if you have your partner that all he she just commands you whenever it's time to do the do just says lie down here or he feels like he owns your body or he feels like he has to have sex with you whenever and however then that is a very big sign that hmm you are actually in an abusive relationship let's look at more, more other um subsectors so let's uh, look at your partner's violent behaviors or threats so this is another subsector you ha- under this subsector you have to ask questions like does your partner have a bad and unpredictable temper so does your partner blow up anyhow anywhere anytime that's a sign number two question you need to ask is um does your partner hurt you or threaten to hurt or kill you so if your partner is already hurting you or is constantly threatening that i'll beat you i'll slap you i would enjoy you i'll do this i'll do that i'll kill you i'll deal with you then these are signs that you are with an abuser yep another question you want to ask is does your partner threaten to commit suicide if you leave so this is very common with ladies ladies lady abusers so they will threaten the guy emotionally and say that if you leave me i'm going to i'm going to kill myself i'm going to destroy everything i'm going to poison everybody if i don't have you i'm going to die 
that's an abuser right there. It also happens with men too. There are some men who are sick like that. I, I think I watched one movie recently about a guy. He, he slept with this woman, and then afterwards he could not just you know just want to let her go, and he wanted to kill. He killed people around her just because he could not have her. That's th- these are signs of abusers. So if your partner is that way, then hmm, hmm, my sister, you need to watch out. Another question you need to ask is: Does your partner force you to have sex, any form of sex, oral? Um, vaginal and now any form at all if your partner forces you to have sex then that's a very big sign another sign another question you will need to ask is does your partner destroy your belongings applies for both male and female so you see ladies that would break the boyfriend's phone break the boyfriend's windscreens glasses whatever or you see guys that would smash the girlfriend's phone um, destroy the girlfriend's makeup these are signs that this person is an abuser so you really need to watch out let's look at another subsector your partner's controlling behavior yeah your partner's controlling behavior so you have to ask questions under this particular subsector like does your partner act excessively jealous and possessive if your partner is that way, always jealous. As in, jealousy is different from jealousy. It could be mild, the normal jealousy people feel. But it could, some are really, really extreme. This person doesn't want to see you with ants without flaring up. And, and then he gets to show other signs that we've talked about, like having bad temper, um, humiliating you in front of friends and family. So if your partner um, is excessively jealous and possessive, you need to watch out. You need to know that this person is most likely to be an abuser. If your partner wants to control where you go or what you do, that's a very big sign. You must watch out for those kind of people. Those kind of people are very, very dangerous people. You would also want to ask question that like, does your partner keep you from seeing friends and family? <laughs> By the time you have your partner isolating you from friends and family, that is bad. People who tend to isolate, remember when I said that, abuse is based on power and control. Control is the main thing there, power and control. So. The person wants to have total control of your life, so he would want to take you away from friends and family, people who can help you if things happen. So if you're with such a person, then most likely that person is an abusive person. Now, another question you would want to ask is, does your partner limit your access to money, the phone, or car? So once you have a partner limiting you from having things that you're supposed to have normally, your money, your own personal money, or even if it's joint money and the person is limiting you from having access to those things, then that person is an abuser. We'll talk about financial abuse especially because that's another form of abuse. So an abuser will act this particular way, limit your access to money, to the phone, to the car or whatever that is really, really important to you. Another another um, question you'd want to ask is, does your partner constantly check up on you? So this can be very tricky. Now, abuse is so tricky that you might it, it might be very subtle. You might never know it's happening. It, it should be happening on the, on, on the low you would not know that this is actually abuse. That's why I'm actually doing this particular series because it's, it's to help enlighten people because many times people are in abusive relationships without knowing. So imagine this checking up on you thing now. Your partner is always coming to see you. You might think that this person is actually caring. This person cares about you and that's why he's checking up on you. Sometimes it might just be a way to keep monitoring you and controlling where you go, knowing where you go, and trying to control it. So if you find out that a person is checking up on you unnecessarily, constantly, that is a sign of a controller and an abuser. So you need to be very careful of this particular person. So these are various signs that a person is an abuser, yeah? So I've looked at your own personal feelings and thoughts to be able to determine 
or look at signs if you're in an abusive relationship. We have looked at that. We have looked at your partner's belittling behavior. We also looked at um, your partner's violent behaviors. And we finally, we looked at your partner's controlling behaviors. So by the time you're able to ask yourself all of these questions, you should be able to know that, hmm, I am actually in an abusive relationship. So there are significant indicators of relationship abuse, yeah? There are actually two of them, two significant indicators of relationship abuse. The first one, listen properly, guys. The first one is relationship abuse involves a pattern of abusive events. Now, let's say this thing happens just once. You go through abuse just once, just one time. You cannot categorically put it as an abusive relationship yet. Now, the first point shows that for you to say that something is an abusive um, relationship it has to be repetitive that means these behaviors have to go on constantly it has to be occurring constantly in a cyclic pattern i'll give you the pattern the cycle of abuse so if if, if, it, if it is not repeating itself let's say it just happens when you cannot say that oh my partner is an abusive person but if you find yourself always in this same situation over and over again then yes that's an indicator that this might be an um, abusive relationship. Second one is that the abuse are based on power and control. Note this. So all abuse are based on power and control, like I said at the beginning of definition of abuse. So the goal of the abuser here is to be in control of you and your relationship. All abusers want to be in control of you and if you're in a relationship with the person it is of you and that relationship so the person's controlling tactics might be very subtle like you might never know that the person is actually trying to control you for example the person is keeping you away from family and friends or controlling your time you might think that this person is just showing that he or she is caring about you most times it's not really true and this thing will go on for a, for a long period of time and eventually as time goes on you find out that you're, you yourself you're losing control of your own life and at some point you don't even have control of that life again and this person is in total control of that relationship and of you yourself so those are these are two indicators that um indicators of relationship abuse the first one is that it occurs in a repetitive cyclic pattern and the second one is that it is based on power and control so now let's look at uh, let's discuss cycle of abuse so all abuse have a particular cycle especially especially abuse in relationships so since we're dealing with abuse in relationship it has a cycle and the cycle goes like this so you you would have um the abusive stage that is when the person has done the abuse itself then the next thing you would now have is after that abuse there's something called the honeymoon stage is in a cycle so three points the abuse the honeymoon and then the tension building now the difference between this cycle that's the the abusive point the uh, honeymoon and the tension building the difference between that and the normal relationship is that instead of an abuse in healthy relationships it is replaced by problem solving so in in an abusive relationship the person abuses you then the person now tries the honeymoon stage is when the person tries to apologize i'm sorry i did not mean to do this and everything seems better at that point then there's tension again there's a problem something comes up and then the person abuses you again and that cycle continues over and over and over again throughout that relationship that is how that's the cycle for an abusive relationship but in a normal relationship 
you have tension that will build up. Definitely, everybody will have problems in their relationship. Now, instead of abuse, it is replaced by problem solving. Healthy relationships replace abuse with problem solving. So they get to solve their problems and no abuse takes takes place. They talk it out, they communicate. All of the things we have talk, talked about before, they communicate properly and then they are able to solve that problem and they go into the honeymoon stage. Everything is fine and all of that. Then another problem comes up, they solve it and everything is fine again. So that's the cycle for a healthy relationship. But in an abusive one, the problem solving is replaced by abuse or an explosion. So let's look deeper into the cycle of abuse, yeah, or of an abusive relationship. Now, remember I talked about the abuse stage. Notice three stages, the abuse stage, the um, honeymoon stage, and then the tension building stage. That's like the, the three stages in an abusive relationship in the cycle, yeah? So now, on that, the abuse stage is on its own. Nothing serious happens there. So it's just abuse. Like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at key points under each of these stages so you just have ordinary abuse there but now under the honeymoon stage what, there, there are three subsectors there so at that point under the honeymoon the person feels guilt the first the person then um, gives excuses for why he acted like that and the person now goes into a normal behavior yeah so that's like the three points under the honeymoon stage then for the tension building stage the person now has fantasies and the person gives those a setup and then back to abuse again so let me list them out again so you have abuse you have guilt you have excuses normal behavior fantasy setup then abuse again that's how the cycle goes now let me take them one by one let me explain them one by one so like i said before it starts with an abuse an abuse takes place and the person goes into the honeymoon stage like that so in order the abuse your abusive partner lashes out at you with aggressive belittling or violent behavior now this treatment is a power play designed to show you that he or she is the boss simple simple that's what an abuse is control to show you that he's in control he's the mediocre he's the boss that's what an abuser wants to achieve especially abusers in relationship now after he has done that abuse he now goes into the honeymoon stage to keep you in that relationship to keep you under control because now under that honeymoon stage we have guilt so now your partner now feels guilty about um, abusing you he feels guilty after abusing you and he's not feeling guilty because because of his actions <laughs> they don't really feel guilty because of your actions they actually feel guilty or they are really worried because they would not want to get caught or they would not want to experience the consequences of their abusive behavior most times consequences might be you leaving the person yeah, or, or yeah, opting out of that relationship. That's like one of the biggest consequences for abuse. And these people don't want it to happen. So they, they tend to think, feel guilty and they want to still keep you in the relationship. Now, after they feel guilty, after they feel that guilt, the next thing, the next point will be excuses. So your abuser would now rationalize what they have done. They will try to make it seem okay. The person may come up with excuses and blame you for provoking them. Remember what I said before? The person blames you for their own bad behavior, their own abusive behavior. So this is the under the honeymoon. The person gives excuses for what each um, he or she has done, and it does everything possible to avoid taking responsibility for that abusive action. Yeah. Then the person now goes into the the next subsector under honeymoon. That is normal behavior. So your partner at this point does everything in his or her power to regain control and ensure that you stay in that relationship. That's the price for the person. So that's what that normal behavior is for. That's what that honeymoon stage is for. Is to keep you in that relationship so that he can abuse you again. So the person might act like nothing has happened or they might um, try to do very nice 
things, romantic things. I'm sure you've you've seen these things in movie, in movies. So the person abuses the lady. He now starts giving her flowers. He, he starts acting all nice. This is the honeymoon stage, yeah. So he starts with guilt, then excuses, then a normal behavior. So so they 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 do everything nice at that point, and then you yourself be like, oh wow, everything has come back to normal. I am fine now. The relationship is fine now. Yeah. And this peaceful honeymoon phase may give you the hope that the abuser has really changed this time. Now, that is a lie. He has not changed anything. So that is the honeymoon stage. Now, we now go to the tension building, like I said before. Now, on that tension building, you have fantasy and planning. Now, the abuser has relaxed. Everything has gone back to normal. So your abuser starts fantasizing about repeating that abuse again. Like, it happens internally. It's a psychological thing. So now, starts saying, ah. Let me set this girl. No, let me not jump. So the person starts fantasizing and starts planning to set you up. Yeah? So so at this point, they spend a lot of time thinking about what you've done wrong and how they'll make you pay for it. So they start going back over past things, over past abuses, and they start fantasizing about abusing you again. It could be emotionally, it could be verbally, by insulting you, it could be physically, it could be financially. They just want to do this thing again. So they go through that fantasy stage. And the next thing for them to do is to set up. That's with the tension building. So there might be nothing wrong but they themselves they might get to fantasize and plan then they set you up and then there's tension at that point something has occurred something has happened and under the setup um, subsector your part your the abuser would um, set you up and put you in in a position that would definitely lead you to make a mistake or it might not even be a mistake, but they just want something to hold on to so that they can abuse you and or justify abusing you. So your 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 abuser's apology and loving gestures in between the episodes of abuse can make it difficult to leave. So after they have set you up and you have made a mistake or they have found a reason to abuse you again, then we go back to the abuse. So that, that is like the, the general cycle for an abusive relationship. It starts with an abuse itself, then it goes to guilt, excuses and normal behavior these are like the honeymoon stages then the, te- the tension building part is when the person starts fantasizing about abusing you again and starts planning towards it then he or she sets you up tension is built you guys have an argument you guys have an, a fight most times you might just want to give up or just try to make peace reign and you don't want to say anything then the person abuses you and the cycle continues like that so that is the cycle of abuse my people you need to be very, very watchful and careful about the cycle. You need to know the cycle properly. Yes. So now we'll be going to another, going to another point. We will be looking at something else. We'll be looking at the fact that abusive behavior is a choice. People would blame it on the devil, but it's a lie. I'll tell you why. I'll give you reasons why abusive behavior is a choice. And we'll be wrapping up with this particular point, knowing that abusers have a choice. And most times, abusers are able to control their behavior. Let's look at that. So first thing you must know or realize is that abusers pick and choose whom they want to abuse. So these people is, is not really a random thing like you might like you might think. These people they don't insult or threaten or assault everybody in their life who would give them grief or trouble them. They actually or they usually would save that their ab- abuse yeah? for the people closest to them, the ones who they claim to love. So you can see that they make choices to do these things. They look for the people closest to them who they can easily abuse. The next thing is that abuse- abusers carefully choose when and where to abuse now they control themselves until no one is around to witness their behavior just you just you that is experiencing it and if you're an abuser that is listening to me no just think about what you've been doing and you say that oh i'm actually very correct so they might act like everything is fine in public but then in private they will lash out at you as soon as 
um, you're, you're alone with them. Yeah. So you can see that this thing is actually very, very conscious and very, very deliberate. Another thing is that abusers are able to stop their behavior when it benefits them. So, so, um, most abusers, they are not usually out of control. People might feel like, ah, this person that raped this person or this person that beat this person is because he could not control it. He was too angry. Now, lie. It is a very big lie. It's mostly because um, they can control these things, yeah? And, and, and they're able to immediately stop their, abuse, their abusive behavior when it is to their advantage. For example, if the police is around, they will not go on abusing the person. If a family member is around, they will not do it in front of the... Well, some people do it in front of family members because they don't have regard for that family member. But most times, when anybody is around, like, for example, example if their boss is around police is around they would not even try to to be abusive so they choose when and where to do it they do it secret places they do it when nobody else is there and they, they get to hurt you in places that nobody will be able to see yeah and yeah so exactly i've even jumped i'm usually jumping my point so the final point here is that violent abusers usually direct their blows where they would not show so rather than acting out in a mindless um, rage Many physical uh, or many violent abusers carefully aim their kicks, their punches. They do it in places that would not be so obvious. Well, some are, are very stupid enough to blow the eye and let everything be black. But other ones who hit you, they'll twist your arms, they'll do things that, they'll squeeze, they'll, they'll choke, they'll do things that people might not easily be able to notice. You're the only person that will be able to see and feel that pain. If it's emotional abuse, they do it, they, they, they oppress you so much and... You cannot express it properly to any other person. So you can see that it is actually a deliberate thing for people. And these, these um, abusers usually have tactics to keep you on that check. They, all they want to do is to control you. So they have tactics to exert their power. And some of these tactics include dominance. So abusive individuals, they need to feel in charge of that relationship. They make... They make all the decisions for you, and let's say you, you guys have um, get into a family. They make decisions for you and the family, and they expect you to obey these decisions without any form of questions. Most times, your abusers will treat you like a child, like a servant, or even as their position, like a thing. Another tactic is humiliation. So, an abuser will do everything in their power to lower your self-esteem to make you feel defective in some kind of way. And this, this, what this thing does is that it makes you feel less than normal and it reduces your self-worth and more most times you would not want to leave them because you feel like they're the only ones that can love you or they're the only ones that can respect you or take care of you. No. So by the time they lower your, your self-worth or your self-esteem, you would not want to leave the relationship. That is one of the tactics they do. Yes. So um, sometimes things like insults, name-calling, shaming, and public put-downs are all weapons of abuse designed to remove that your self-worth. So when they do these things in public, you just feel really ashamed and you feel like you're, you're not up to anything you're less than your normal self and this is just humiliation to control you another thing um, another tactic they use to keep you in that relationship is isolation so in order to increase your dependence on them what they will get to do is to cut you off from the outside world they start with your friends they start, start with your family they get to complain about it they prevent you from going to work you can you hear some men that say you don't need to go to work stay at home this one and that one because other men will look at it's a lie they're just trying to be abusive and they want to just control you so you sometimes you may even want to ask for permission from them which is really bad that's another tactic isolation another tactic they use is threats so this one is very common they commonly use threats to keep you um from leaving or scaring you to drop your charges so they can they can use threats like suicide or leaving you or or hurting or killing you yes yeah, sometimes they might use threats to hurt you 
another point is that they would want to intimidate you um they use various intimidating tactics like um threatening looks so they look at you in threatening ways smashing things in front of you smashing to get you really scared uh they destroy properties they hurt your pets or they put weapons around you to just make you really scared i'm sure you've watched movies like this or you might have even experienced it and the final tactics these people have would be denial and blame so abusers they they make excuses for the inexcusable they blame the abusive and violent behaviors on bad childhood they say lie you yes true bad childhood can cause a lot but these people is not entirely because of their childhood they just want to be abusive they, so they blame it on their bad childhood a bad day they even sometimes will blame it on you or let's say you have children on your kids and they blame it on the victims of your abuse so they may minimize the abuse or deny that it occurs everything is just psychological manipulation to control you yeah and often they would um, shift the responsibility onto you somehow their violence and um, abusive behavior is your fault so these are things to show that see abusers have a choice and they do it deliberately and they have tactics to keep you in control so by the time you're able to by the time you're able to realize all of these things from listening to this episode you can now know what next to do so we've come to the end of today's episode we're going to be discussing a whole lot more next week like there's a whole lot to talk about next week we'll be looking at reasons why people stay in abusive relationships so we're looking at traumatic bonding we're looking at the stockholm syndrome we're looking at how society facilitates abuse because society has a role to play in abusive relationships we'll be looking at various forms of abuse all of them we'll be looking at um the reason why you could have loved an abuser yeah we're looking at abuse of men and women different forms of abuse different forms of relationship abuse we'll be looking at all of these things next week i mean i'm really really excited about next week so today's song preaches boldness yep if you see somebody you like please and the person is eyeing you eyeing the person you guys should not just stay like that and, and just torture and suffer yourselves move up to the person go to that person and tell the person you like the person and you might you might be surprised that might be your soulmate you know uh somebody sent me this song and well i i got to listen to it properly on wednesday and since wednesday i've been playing this song till now title of the song is nakupenda by chike featuring rick hassani ladies and gentlemen nakupenda enjoy i'll speak to you next week bye I know you're looking at me, you watch me like TV. You're looking at me three times in a row, if you want to say hello. Just say hello. I think you look so pretty, you look like super dirty. Like you are needing some love, I don't know but I've seen that look before. And if you don't say hello, I will say hello.
Just say hello I'm sorry looking at him But you're the one I'm feeling Been looking at you four times in a row I had to let you know So I came to say hello I know you need somebody Don't care about the money You only need someone to hold you close And if you tell me no I'll still say hello. Mm-hmm.